The Birds and the Bees by Julia Sweeney. I remember asking my mother how babies were made. We were in the kitchen and my mom was preparing dinner. I think I'm about nine years old. My mother doesn't answer me, but turns to my father and yells something. They both laugh. Then I have a memory of my father in a chair, facing all four of us older children, I'm guessing age six to nine, sitting thigh to thigh on a sofa in the living room. He says something about sperm in a man and eggs in a mother. I raise my hand and ask where the sperm is kept in the man. He says, in his stomach. Another memory. Me talking to my mother soon after and her asking me what my father said when I asked him this question. The stomach. She replied incredulously when I told her, it's the penis. I remember torn pages from a pornographic magazine passed around the playground at school and pictures of men naked. So hairy, ach. I remember a girl on the same playground telling us in graphic detail how sex happened. She added she knew about it firsthand because her brother and she had tried it. No one blinked an eye or thought that that was weird even though I also think no one got the idea that we should go home and do something like that with our brothers or anyone else for that matter. We all agreed on the playground that the whole business seemed horrendous. I do remember telling this sexually knowledgeable girl that there was another, less gross way to have a baby. The man and the woman just slept in a bed together. The man's sperm could crawl over and go into the woman's vagina on its own. This was why there was that phrase, sleeping together. Otherwise, why would people say you had to get married before you slept together? I mean, duh. I also have a memory of seeing a Seventeen magazine cover at a store and reading the title, is virginity outdated? And asking my mother while we drove together in the car what the word virginity meant. She told me that virginity was something that if you didn't have it, no man would marry you. That was it. I wondered how I could get virginity because I definitely wanted to get married. But I didn't ask. The way my mother had said, no man would marry you, was empathetic and signaled the end of the discussion. Then the time came where I myself was in the position of dispensing information about sex to a child who had no idea. Mulan was nine and in third grade. We were eating at one of our regular haunts, a fantastic Thai restaurant called Jitlara on Sunset Boulevard. I am being specific for a reason. If you can, you must go and eat there. Seriously. Stop reading this book. Get yourself to Los Angeles. 
Don't miss the coconut mango salad or the soft-shelled crab in curry sauce. But I digress. The point is that Mulan and I ate out a lot. My life seemed at that time to be a never-ending journey between her gymnastics classes and home. I think when you're a single mother who primarily takes her nine-year-old daughter to dinner at restaurants, it's easy to think of yourselves as a couple. You eat, you talk, and sometimes you just stare at each other in a stupor of familiarity. At Jitlada, we know the owner and chef Jazz, who this night recommended the frog legs with green pepper and curry sauce. We politely declined. Perking up, Mulan told me that her class had begun studying frogs. In fact, she revealed she had a report to do and began to explain the basics of what she had learned. So, mom, first the frogs lay eggs in a pond and then the eggs turn into tadpoles and the tadpoles turn into more frogs. I squinted my eyes. Biology and science in general was not my academic strong suit. Only recently had I discovered my own deep neglected interest in science and had been scrambling to catch up with the 21st century. Whenever Mulan told me of anything she was learning in science, I'm sure she wore an expression of astonished bewilderment and surprise. My 12 years of Catholic schooling did not dwell long on biology God didn't want us thinking about that and avoided the subject of reproduction almost entirely. Eventually, I mumbled a response. Um, yeah, I think so. I think, though, that it's probably just the females that lay the eggs and then the males fertilize them. Although, I don't know for sure. And there are probably all kinds of species of frogs with different ways of doing things. But yeah, in general... I'm willing to be bet the females are the ones with the eggs or something like that. Huh? Mulan said, listening carefully. But what does fertilize mean? I said, oh, the males have this substance inside of them and it's like a co-ingredient called sperm. They sprinkle or squirt it on the eggs. That's how they get fertilized. It takes both the female egg and the male sperm, and together they make the new tadpoles. I was really proud of myself for the word co-ingredient. That was good. So only the females have the eggs? Mulan said, her eyes wandering to the ceiling, taking this all in. Yes, I said. Humans too? she asked. Let me freeze this scene for a moment and say that I considered myself an enlightened, open-minded, sex-is-no-big-deal parent. Yet, I hadn't truly prepared myself for this conversation. I had read a few parenting books and they all seemed to advise the same thing, which was, when your child starts to ask you about sex, or really anything that is complicated and multifaceted, 
Just answer the exact question they ask, nothing more. Don't elaborate, don't overshare. In that sense, I suppose I was prepared for this crucial rite of passage. I wasn't going to stop and take her hand, get all watery eyed and explain the beautiful way that we create more children in this world. That wasn't what she was asking. She just wanted to know if human women had the eggs. The answer was clear and simple. Yes, I said. I deliberately forced a pause. I tried to think of some other subject to move on to. I took a bite of the mango salad we had just been served. Mulan asked, where do women keep their eggs? Well, I said, we women have evolved to have our own pond right inside our own bodies. We lay our eggs in this pond, which is so convenient when you think about it compared to frogs, because we don't have to worry about any competing eggs. It's a pond of our own. A pond of one's own. I imagined Virginia Woolf contently sitting in a pond of her own and then drowning. Where is it? Mulan asked, her eyes bigger than ever. It's in our lower abdomen, inside us, below our belly button, above our vagina. I had managed to be specific and totally vague all at once. Perfect. But... How do the eggs get fertilized? By the man, I said, thinking why did I use the phrase, the man, aside from its conformist big business connotations, I had possibly implied that there was only one man, some special man who was used only for this purpose. Creepy and weird, and of course, incorrect. Thankfully, at this moment, the rest of our food was delivered. I scooped up some green beans with chili and hoped the subject would change. I realized my eyes were darting around, which reminded me of my mother. I hated how awkward, embarrassed and off-putting my mother became when faced with the subject of sex. Now my own body was displaying the same indications of unease. I took a deep breath and smiled in a deliberately relaxed way at Mulan. But how does the sperm get in to fertilize the eggs? She asked. I said, oh yes, that, well, the sperm comes out of the man's penis and it goes into the woman's vagina. This happens when the two do what's called have sex. And that's where the egg, there's usually only one in the woman's pond at a time, gets fertilized. Only after the fact did I realize that I had said the word penis and vagina and sex in a strained, subtle voice tone, just as my own mother would have done Self-hate swelled in my breast. Mulan put down her fork. Her face was twisted in disgust. That's 
where humans make a baby, where you go to the bathroom? Mom! Her voice was rising. Yes, I said, looking around conspiratorially. I know, I sighed. It is weird. That part can take some getting used to. Gross, Mulan mumbled. Yeah, I know. As they say, it's like having a waste treatment plant right next to an amusement park. Terrible zoning. What? Mulan said. The thing is, I went on, that's how we evolved. That's where it all happens. And even though going to the bathroom and having sex are both in the same general area, they are actually totally separate. I wanted to add, except for some people for whom it gets all mushed together psychologically, which is sad and creepy in my opinion, but certainly not morally wrong and is actually understandable given the proximity. But that seemed to be getting ahead of the conversation, so I tried to change the direction slightly. Like your nose and your mouth, I ventured. They're both close to each other on your face. But you wouldn't stick a bean sprout up your nose. Mulan gave me a pathetic lower teeth revealing smile and grunted a cherry chuckle. Then she got back to the topic at hand. But mom, Mulan began again with laser beam focus. How can this ever happen? I mean, men and women, they can never be naked together. Well, I explained, when people are older, much, much older than a kid, when they're older and they both decide they want to under certain circumstances, like if they're in love with each other, well, then they can be naked together. But how do they know when? Mulan asked. Does the man say, is now the time to take off my pants? We held each other's gaze for a moment. Yes, I said. That is exactly what they say. To my great relief, Mulan seemed content with that knowledge and began to eat with gusto. We moved on to other topics of conversation. Later, as we drove home, Mulan seemed unusually quiet. I glanced at her from time to time in my rear view mirror. She was sitting in the back seat, staring out the window. We were driving down Sunset Boulevard towards Vine Street and the sidewalks were filled with people. Suddenly Mulan laughed. What? I asked. Oh, mom, you're going to laugh so hard. Why? Because, mom, you can't believe what I thought you said back at the restaurant. It's so funny. I thought you said that the man puts his penis in a woman's vagina inside of it. And that's how people make a baby. Isn't that hysterical? A pause. That is what I said, I said. Oh, Mulan said. Her face had turned from gaiety to seriousness. There was a long, quiet time. Mulan stared out the window, taking all this in. Mulan asked, 
What if two people just walked up to each other on the street and started doing it? Our eyes met in the mirror. Her eyebrows were furrowed and she broke our gaze and looked at some people standing outside yogurt land. At this point, I decided the best way to approach these questions was to pretend I was Margaret Mead or some dispassionate anthropologist discussing the mating habits of a particular tribe. The human species is very private when it comes to sex. Humans are unusual in this way. They have sex in private. Mulan asked, What if you went to a party and there were a bunch of men and women and they all just started doing it? Would that ever happen? No, I lied. That would never happen. Because humans are so private. My back stiffened. I realized it stiffened like my grandmother, my mother's mother. I was reaching back further back than my own mother's discomfort and into the graves of the next generation of discomfort. The dead live. Mom, Mulan said gravely, have you ever done this? Yes, I said flatly. But mom, you can't have children. That's true, I said. Well, you never have to do that again. Mulan sighed. She sounded relief. After a moment, I said, well, if you really love someone and you're an adult, then you want to do it, even if you can't have a baby. Silence. Mulan stared out the window deep in thought. But mom, how can people do that? I mean, how do their legs go? You know, not everyone can do the splits. Ah, the perspective of the proud gymnast. Mulan became somewhat fixated on the role of legs in sex. She could not picture how it was physically possible, even if someone could do the splits. Finally, I said, Mulan, people figure it out. They figure out the legs. They just do. Oh, Mulan said, taking this all in. She quieted down and we got home. When we got out of the car, our cat Val was sitting in the front yard, soaking up the last bits of sunlight. Val rolled onto her back. What about cats? Mulan asked. How do they do it? It's basically the same idea, I said. But how do their legs go? Mulan wondered. They, well, I think the male stands behind the female and... And they just do it, Mulan, I said, exasperated and disappointed that they just do it was the best I could do. Once inside the house, Arden, delirious with glee at our return, jumped up and licked my hand. What about dogs? Mulan asked, having never considered the possibility before. Same thing, I said. It's basically the same thing for all mammals. But what about their legs? Mulan asked again. Look, I said, now desperately tired of this subject. I've lost my ability to describe it. Maybe we can look on Wikipedia or something and it will show us. 
So we went to my office and got online. I googled cats mating. And of course, on YouTube, there were thousands of videos. We watched a couple of them. Mulan was riveted. She moved her face closer and closer to the monitor. Now, what about dogs? She asked. We watched a few dogs videos. She put her hand on my arm. I had another moment out of time, like when you're in an accident and time slows to a crawl. I could hear my own breathing as if I were suddenly wearing a spacesuit from 2001. Mulan's hand seemed to be reaching out to my arm in slow motion, frame by frame. I believe I remember in this way, it this way because it wasn't until then, until this small intimate gesture, this gesture of familiarity and of safety, that I realized where I had led us. Mom, do you think there would be any videos of humans mating on the internet? I'm a monster, an incompetent monster of a mother. I smiled and said firmly, no, there would never be anything like that because humans are so private. And then, hey, how about some ice cream? Which, of course, was teaching her that when questions about sex get awkward, food is truly the answer. Later that night, Mulan asked, what about Roger and Dawn? How do they do it? Uh, I don't know, I said. All right, I was thrown. I thought I would have more time between frogs and same-sex intercourse than just an hour or two. I was out of my depth. Mulan went to the bathroom and took a little longer than usual to come out. Later, she said casually, I think I know how Roger and Dawn do it. Oh, yeah, I said. Yeah, Mom, there's another hole down there where you also go to the bathroom. Maybe, you know, maybe you, they use that. That's my girl, my Mulan, age nine, inventing anal sex. Smart, inquisitive, problem-solving, spark-like in objectivity and with a total lack of squeamishness. Bless her heart. Maybe, I answered her and shrugged my shoulders to indicate, see how casual and easygoing I am? But mom, she said, what about two girls? What about Jill and Eve? How do they do it? I, I, I answered meekly, I was beat. Well, why don't you call Jill and ask her? Mulan asked me. Nah, I said, pretending to be reading the newspaper. Mulan put her face a few inches from mine. She looked disgusted with me. Mom, aren't you even curious?